Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 281. What, what, what sound was that? I have no idea what I'm doing. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he's turned down two different reality show offers, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. It's the last week in August, and something amazing has happened here in the Flynn household, something that has never happened before. And what what is it? Well, both my kids are in school at the same time now. My son is seven, my daughter's four, turning five very soon. And it's just amazing because now my wife and I have a little bit of extra time in the mornings after they go to class. And it's really awesome because my wife definitely deserves that extra time now. She's devoted so much energy and time into spending uh, her moments of the day with the kids and helping them with everything from reading to cleaning to just helping them become better people and good citizens of the world. And uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without her. She is the unsung hero of Team Flynn. I just wanted to take a moment here just to uh, thank her publicly and to thank all the other wives and husbands of entrepreneurs out there. I know we don't make it easy for you, uh, but you are awesome and your support is just so necessary, and we appreciate you so, so much. I'm just so happy that now April has a little bit more time to start thinking about stuff that uh, she wants to do now, um, like her own business and, and those kinds of things. Anyway, more on that stuff later. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to her because huge deal, huge deal. Both kids are in school, uh, which is great. Anyway, I'm really excited about today's episode because the woman that we're talking to is somebody who I met over the past couple of years, and she's amazing. I actually heard that she got a lot of inspiration from me, but now I'm getting a lot of inspiration from her. I met her at an event and I've just become a big fan of her. She's known in the online world as Coach Glitter. Yes, Coach Glitter, but don't let that name fool you. She is amazing and her name is Tiffany Lee Bymaster and she can be found at, well, coachglitter.com. She'll tell you about how she got started and what she's up to. She's actually done a lot of things. She just finished a course launch for a product 
called Lights Camera Branding. Uh, she started out in sort of the, the, the makeup realm and has now uh, shifted over to personal branding. And she has a really interesting way of how she's done affiliate programs for uh, other people's products and how she's gotten people to really become fans of hers to take programs together with her and thus then generating an income uh, as a result of that as a byproduct. So anyway, I'm going to have Tiffany tell you her story. We're going to get into that and all the strategies that she's learned and all the things that she's teaching too. And again, you can find her at coachglitter.com. So here she is, Tiffany Lee Bymaster, Coach Glitter. Here we go. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Tiffany Lee Bymaster on the show from coachglitter.com. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Pat. I'm trying not to geek out right now because I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> We've seen each other a few times in the recent past, mostly at Shaleen Johnson's events. Shaleen is a good friend of both of ours. And I remember the first time I spoke at her event, you and I were just chatting and I didn't I didn't know who you were and you were telling me a little bit about how you've been following me, but then I discovered what you've been up to and I was just blown away. And then when after, after that conversation, I don't know if you knew this, but a bunch of people came up to me afterwards and were like, do you know who? Do you know who Tiffany is? Do you know what she really does? Like, you have to talk to her more. And so... Get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, you have great fans and you have a lot of support and I want to dive into your story and learn all about it. So why don't we start with, first of all, what is coachglitter.com? And then we'll kind of rewind after that and get into how, how that all happened. To be 100% honest, it is probably an outdated website, but my business, my company, it's been one of those things where I've taken consistent baby steps. And just less than four years ago, I really made a conscientious decision to build an online business because I saw so many amazing people around me doing the same. Mm -hmm. And I've been a working makeup artist and a wardrobe stylist for going on 18 years now. So... I had a business outside of the online space and having had worked with so many great people, people who are professional speakers and well-known people in the marketing space like Shalene Johnson and so many others, I got exposed to the possibilities. And then I decided one day to say, why the heck not me? Why don't I look into this? So I started doing some research and that was just four years ago, barely four years ago. And so I just started online with what I knew, just as a makeup artist and a stylist, just sharing things that I wanted to help people with as far as like how to look your best and and really working and speaking to the everyday average normal human being and not just celebrities or people who are on stage. Mm -hmm. So it started off that simply and it has evolved into this really great online business that is now 85% of my income, barely three and a half years later. I finally created my own course, but in between there was a lot of tweaking and testing and figuring out who the heck am I and who do I want to be known as and, and known for in the online space. And I really started off knowing absolutely nothing. Like I can't emphasize that enough, <laughs> but because I, I just started, I really just started and figuring things out and investing really, really smartly with the right online courses and also getting into masterminds and seeking out really great mentors and coaches, whether I was working with them in person or from afar, like you, like the amount of information that you share in your podcasts and then in great things like your book, Will It Fly? I really was that person that didn't just digest and hoard information and content. I implemented 
little by little everything that I was learning. And in the last three and a half, four years, I took the knowledge that I had and I brought it to the online space. And I discovered in that process that I had hidden gifts and talents in my late 30s. I'm in my 40s now that I didn't even know existed inside of me. And I would have never known had I taken those chances, those scary first steps where I knew nothing. And I really just dug them out. Love it. So you mentioned hidden talents. That's one of the things that I always talk about. You know, in the book, Will It Fly, I talk a lot about your superpower. Like, what are your superpowers? What is it that you're bringing to this space that others cannot? Yeah, I love, you know what, that chapter in the book stood out to me because I was like, oh my gosh, Pat, I don't have any superpowers and I don't feel like I have any unfair advantages, but everybody does. We're so close to it and we're so good at it that we don't even recognize that it's a superpower. Mm. But I believe that my superpower is that I can help people take action. I have through, you know, when I first got in the online space, I kind of took your footsteps and I, and most of my income prior to last year, the first two and a half years was all about affiliate marketing. And it turned out funny enough that I did really well in a variety of affiliate marketing opportunities. And one of those was to be affiliate marketing, a marketer for online courses that I had done myself that I had a hundred percent paid for myself first. So not only did I have firsthand knowledge of the courses, but I was also like a star student of them. And so I discovered that way by having people work through those courses alongside with me, with me as their biggest cheerleader and their booty kicking business coach, that I was able to get people to take action. And that's something that I discovered along the way that so many people purchase courses and books and they don't finish them. And I discovered that that's my superpower, that I'm able to get people to take those things that are so daunting sometimes, this big meaty, you know, those giant $2,000, $3,000 courses, break them down, challenge them to do little by little instead of be all or nothing. Mm -hmm. So many people are type A and so many people are all or nothing and they end up with getting nothing as far as their results. And so I've been able to push people to take those baby steps consistently because honestly, that's all I've done in the last three and a half years online is consistently show up, take baby steps. I don't take these giant leaps of huge monumental tasks and you know, dive in that way. I really just kind of like a turtle. <laughs> I'm like the turtle of entrepreneurs. I show up consistently and I'm there every single day and I take baby steps and I find it such a great way to do business without all that overwhelm that I see other people go through. Yeah, I love the, tr the turtle an analogy because that's really what it takes, just one step at a time, right? Those baby Absolutely. steps, like you yes. said. So let's go back when uh, you were a makeup artist for 18 years, which, wow. So you have those kinds of talents and superpowers as well. How did you bring that online? So you said you started out and just started sharing stuff that was helpful to people. What was the platform you were using and how were you able to utilize that? Well, I started blogging probably about five or six years ago and... I started blogging right at the tail end of when MySpace was around. So I don't even know if maybe that was a little bit longer, but I took those questions that people would ask me about all the time, literally every single week, so much so that it almost annoyed me that they were asking the same questions over and over like, again. Like what kind of questions? Oh, you know, like what's your favorite concealer? What's your favorite foundation? What should I do if I'm on video and I look super shiny? What kind of lighting do you guys use? How does everyone look so amazing on camera? But then when you see actual photos of them, maybe they don't look so amazing. I'm like, oh, that's some of it's makeup, some of it's lighting. So I got lots of the same questions. And then I was like, oh, wait, why am I being annoyed by 
by this. This is like, hello, like just put it into a blog. Mm -hmm. And I literally just started vlogging on MySpace. And then immediately after everyone started migrating over to Facebook. So my two favorite platforms for the longest time, it's always Facebook is my number one my central hub, I call it. And then secondary would be Instagram. Although like right now, you know, there's always that new one, that shiny object. I, I love Snapchat and I use it really predominantly to um, repurpose my videos just to have extra content for Facebook. But I've always used Facebook and Instagram. So back then I was really just sharing what I was doing my day to day life on set, giving great tips and I was building my online brand, but it has evolved so, so much. And that's something that I always tell people that you're not married to the decisions that you make today with the information and knowledge you have today, which is a huge relief because a lot of people don't take any of those initial first steps thinking they have to have everything figured out perfectly, thinking that all their ducks have to be in a row. I always say my ducks weren't even hatched when I started. <laughs> and... I just figured out what I wanted to do as I as I went. And so back then I shared a lot of content related to beauty and styling. And I still do that. I still sprinkle it in. People still know me for that. But because it's barely 15% of my total business, my revenue, the time that I spend in my business, really what I do now is I have online coaching programs and I have my own course. But like you, I really lead the way with serving. I rarely sell anything online. It's very indirect and I'm always giving great information. That is my goal and that's what I've always done. How can I help the people who are watching or listening to my stuff, whether it's 10 people or you know, now I'm building up to trying to get those 1,000 true fans and I'm, I'm getting really close. And I've learned that you have to start small. You have to appreciate every single follower that you have now, whether it's literally a handful or maybe you're super popular and you have thousands. But I've really come to listen to all the people who are following me. And I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of them. And I've learned along the way that you could be super pro uh, po popular or you could be super profitable. And those are not always one and the same. Mm. So when you sort of transitioned from, you know, doing a lot of the makeup related stuff to now your online coaching stuff, like how did you make that transition? Were there any moments where you felt like maybe that you weren't qualified to do this? I know a lot of people who transition into coaching and then just immediately say, wow, okay, I'm just, this isn't, this isn't for me. This is not who I am. I'm going to go back to where I was, even though they know they can potentially help a lot more people the other way. Oh, yeah, I really, really suffered from that. And honestly, I still have those doubts here and there today, to be 100% honest. Um, but in the beginning, because I was like, well, who am I to coach anybody? Who am I to help? And I never called myself a coach in the beginning. And I feel like I want to make up my own terminology because I don't think I'm like the typical business coach. When I first started helping other people to do what I did, because I was just literally a few minutes up ahead of them. And what I realized what I was doing was just, I guess it's coaching, but I just help them do what I just finished doing. And so when I started being an affiliate marketer and promoting different online courses, I didn't have a list, which is crazy. And I also didn't have any way to give them a course like other people do. You know, if you purchase through my link for this 
course, then I will give you a suite of courses as bonuses or some mm-hmm. other bonus package. Well, I didn't have courses back then. So what I could offer was me. And so I created accountability groups because that was something that I wanted, that I wished for when I had done these courses myself, that I wanted other like-minded people who were going to be just as dedicated. And I didn't want to be alone doing this because that was a much harder way to do it. And so it turned out that it was a big experiment. I didn't know if people were going to be interested in doing the same thing, if that was a need that other people had, if it was a problem that I could fulfill. And it turned out that it was a huge need and a huge problem. And in the process, I have learned how to help other people, whether you want to call it coaching or or whatever terminology you want to put on it. I just took the thing that I knew that I could do because I wanted it myself. The thing that was a problem in my life and that I was able to help others. And I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but it turned out that it did. And I think that's one of those things that you just have to take those leaps of faith. And the beautiful thing about doing my business this way by starting doing with, you know, the smaller groups with the 15 people that joined me in the beginning or doing some of the one-on-ones that I was starting to do back then too, that I learned so much about how to be a better teacher, about how to identify people's problems and how to get them to take action. So this has been three and a half years of learning on the job, of learning as I go. And I think it's the best way to do it. So when you started out and you're doing the affiliate marketing thing, you're you're helping people start now their own businesses. Is that correct? Absolutely. So a lot of these people, you know, they're just getting into the online space. Some of them know exactly what their businesses are going to be. Some of them are just trying to figure out what they want to be known for, what their brands are, or somewhere in between where they need to, you know, better identify what those things are. And so I really help them through that. But at the same time, the way that I was successful as an affiliate marketer, I was really almost like the professor of the course. It's not my course. It's not my content. I didn't create it, but because I was a student of it and really a star student of it, and I implemented what I learned and that's how I built my business, I helped other people through it as well. So I was kind of like the professor of it or the the TA of it. And that's what got them through. So people got great. I mean, people really got such great Um, results out of it because they were following my lead and they just, I found out people really needed that help. They needed the accountability. They needed to know that there's community and that they weren't alone. And most of the greatest testimonials for some of these courses came out of my groups. Hmm. So I'm curious, how, how are you able to, when you were first starting out, get people on board with kind of learning from you at the same time of learning other, like you said you didn't have any connections. So I'm curious to know how you were able to rally your troops during that. Like, how were you, how were you able to build a following? It was completely organic. This is way before I knew anything about paid traffic or Facebook ads, anything like that. It's honestly, I think the reason why that I was very successful in the beginning when I had a really small following, even though now I don't have a huge following either, but I have a following of people who, it's the quality versus the quantity. And early on, even though I had a really, really small following, something that I always did right 
was that they were very in tune and already aware of what I was up to, what I was doing, what I was reading, what I was learning. So when I brought up these names and these courses, it wasn't the first time they're hearing about it. And they could also see the changes in my own content that I was Mm. sharing. They can see the changes in my business and the way that I was sharing my experiences. I think because I was doing that in real time, that I didn't all of a sudden show up one day and say, you know, buy this course that you've never heard of for thousands of dollars from this instructor that you've never heard of. You can't do it like that. And I think that because I sprinkled it in, because I was sharing in real time, that they were like, oh, so that's what you were doing. And now I can work together with you that I never had to sell it, that it was more of an opportunity that, hey, this is available right now and we could do this together. So why wouldn't you if you were also wanting to do you know, the same thing that I was or a similar thing or build your business and grow your business on the in the online space? Like, why wouldn't you do it? And I just put that question out there. It was just like a friend telling another friend about this great product or this great, you know, restaurant that you recently went to. I, a lot of my friends are like, you are the human walking Yelp, but not just for the <laughs> Yelp type of products, you know, restaurants and, and where to get your nails done, but like where you would get the best books. Like people love when I share what my favorite books are, or people love when I share what courses I've done and, um, or apps or anything like that. It's evolved from just sharing about the best makeup and the best shoes to the, the business tools and products that I have personally used. Uh, In those years, I have really built my reputation and my trust factor, and people know that I do business with integrity. So yes, I'm kind of like the human Yelp, but they also know that I can't be bought. So I have these rules about anything that I share, whether I'm an affiliate or not, 80% of the things that I share online, I'm not an affiliate for, but they know that I purchased it myself. They know that I've put it through the Coach Glitter Ringer test that I've used it, I put it through the trenches, and they trust my recommendations. So whether we're talking about, you know, $15 book, or a $1,000, $2,000 online course, over the years, through the reputation that I've built, they know that I do business with integrity, and mm-hmm. they trust what it is that I'm sharing about. So you weren't necessarily, you weren't selling a course to start. You were just selling the fact that you're going to be there as, as their leader as they go through this other course that you have already gone through and kind of vetted already and people need guidance on that and then right. and then they found value in that from you and so you know cuz initially my question was going to be well why would people want to work with you if you haven't if you if you're just a student of the course but to me it's so obvious because like you said you had said earlier you're just you know minutes ahead and you know for me I'm like hey an expert is not necessarily somebody who's light years ahead of you it's somebody who's just a couple steps ahead of you and a lot of times students are more likely to learn and actually get inspiration from somebody who had just done what they're about to do right and my experience has been exactly the same. I kind of wish that I had a mentor in my life that wasn't nine years ahead of me. I love their um, getting their point of view as well. But having someone who had just gone through it, knowing that I really can replicate and duplicate what it is they did mm-hmm. to get there, that to me just shows me, especially with social media, everything's changing. And what worked for someone, you know, four or five years ago may not work today. And so that's how I 
ended up positioning myself. I didn't even know I was doing it at the time, but just honestly, organically sharing what it is that I wanted to do. It turned out a lot more people were listening than I ever realized. And so once I started taking those baby steps, once I just did these experiments and figured out, you know, there is a need for this that no, I'm not the world's leading expert. I'm not the most experienced coach out there, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I do have value in what I can do to help other people. And I focused on that instead of worrying about so-and-so so much better or so-and-so has so much more experience. Mm -hmm. I really just focused on what can I do to help people? How can I serve them? And we all have that capability. None of us would be doing anything or even starting on what ends up being our huge true superhero power if we never get started. Like, how can you actually gain those skills and that experience if you never start? It starts with one client. It starts with one customer. It starts with one course or whatever it is, is your thing. You just have to start and gain experience. And so I started really small. And again, it's reputation and Online, you know, reputation grows in both in good ways and bad. And I'm very grateful and thankful to the people that I got to work with early on who were my guinea pigs, who I really didn't know what I was doing, but we learned together. And in that time, I have evolved so much. My brand has evolved 180 degrees. And I just continuously made small little pivots. They weren't drastic 90 degree right hand turns or left hand turns. They were little tiny pivots along the way as I gave more experience as I made a ton of mistakes, none of them which are fatal, but lots of mistakes along the way. And that's how I learned the best is by stumbling my way through. Cool. Yeah. So just to recap, three things that you did that I think were really important that everybody should learn about. And that is one, you were just open with your process and what you were doing, what you were participating in that got people interested in what you were doing. And of course, not everybody's going to be interested uh, or, or want to know, you know, or go deeper with you on those things. But a lot of people will. And it's obvious because you've been able to create these sort of coaching one to one or one, one to 15 coaching programs with these different things that you're getting involved with. Number two, you were also very honest with people on the way you weren't trying to pretend like you were somebody else. You're just sharing with people what you've been up to and that you're here to help them which is number three, right? You're there to serve and making that obvious, you know, people need that accountability like they, like you said, and you've been able to find this need within this, this realm, which is fantastic. And I love what you said also about starting small, one client, like your first client or your first course or whatever, just focus on that and then you can grow from there as you've grown yourself. And so I wanna talk to you about my, my book, Will It Fly? Because you had sent me a picture on Instagram. Actually, it was post on your Instagram channel, I believe, uh, which is uh, at Coach Glitter. Um, I, uh, is that right for Instagram, Coach Glitter? Yeah. Still? Okay. Uh, and then it, it tagged me and it, it showed a picture of my book and it told this really amazing story. If you wouldn't mind kind of telling people what the significance of that was, that'd be awesome. So as I was building my business and doing mostly affiliate marketing, marketing with my blog, with products, you know, all kinds of different diverse products, Amazon, as well as creating affiliate marketing relationships with um, individual companies for different products that I was using, as well as the courses, I realized that this wasn't a very smart, sustainable business plan because I was completely at the mercy of these other companies. I was like, oh, I'm making myself an employee. So I wanted to create more opportunities for myself. And having coached at that time, close to a thousand people at that point through all of these different group coaching programs as an affiliate for all the accountability groups that I was creating, I realized it is more than time. It is past time for me to finally create my own course. 
And so I started doing that, and that was at the end of 2015. So I started outlining everything and figuring out what it is that I can do to serve people. What was the, again, listening to your customers and listening to your followers. What are they always asking you about? And I didn't have a ton of ideas, but I had a couple of things that were standing out. And it had a lot to do with how do I look good on camera? How do I look my personal best? I got a lot of people who are like, I hate how I look. I hate how I sound. Um, I'm so nervous on camera. And I was like, yeah, well, I... Funny thing is, I was one of those people that you never saw in front of the video, in front in video or in front of the camera for years. I worked behind the camera. And so when I made my first video, it was one of the scariest things. And that only happened barely two and a half years ago. And so I started creating my own videos for just a simple free opt-in makeup tutorial series for entrepreneurs who are on video. That was the first time I did anything myself. Otherwise, I hid behind the camera and I could tell people how they look good and how you know what to wear. I really got into video once live video came about and that changed my world. That changed my life and all the opportunities. I decided to get on live video one day because literally I was pushed onto someone else's live video and I said, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And it was the scariest thing that I ever experienced. I took all the information. I listened to my followers. I was falling in love with live video and I kept on hearing from people over and over again. Wow, I've never seen you on video, but you really, I can tell that you love to do this. And it grew my followers. I started off on Periscope at the time, which was huge. Mm -hmm. I never grew a following that big in on any platform, even in the two, three years that I was actively, conscientiously trying to build my community back then, Periscope was such a huge game changer for me. And that's when I first got on live streaming. So I was creating this course based on using my live streaming audience to really be my guinea pigs to figure out, you know, what is it that they need? What is it that's missing? And I started creating my course. I filmed two entire modules of it, focusing on what people would ask me the most about the stuff I've known for years. Like, how do I look my best on camera? How do you do makeup? What do you do as far as changing makeup from day to day to, to camera and then wardrobe and, you know, lighting and sound. And I discovered on a plane ride home coming from the East Coast, I had just seen you at, speaking at a live event and I just got your book because it came out literally a few months before. So I got Will, Will It Fly and I took it with me. So I was reading Will It Fly inside an airplane <laughs> and I read a third of it on the way there. And then on the way home on my downtime during this business trip, I realized, okay, I filmed these modules for my online course and it sucks. There is something that is missing. I didn't realize what that something was, but I knew it was more than just perfection or negative mindset that there really was something that was missing. And so that business trip away from home, being in a quiet hotel room, I literally got on the phone with friends and I'm like, listen, I am not being hard on myself. There is something really huge missing because I could get people to look great, sound great. And and know how to create a home set, do all of that. They're going to sit in front of the camera and not know what to say or what they should talk about. And whether it's a recorded video or a live video, there is something huge that's missing. So I, I finished your book on the way home from that business trip from the East Coast. I finished your book. I took 11 pages of notes. By the time I landed at LAX, I had 
just, I look at the notes now, they're barely legible, but it just came out <laughs> fast and furious. And reading your book, I realized that I didn't go enough through the development lab stage of figuring out, is this really solving a big enough problem? Is this really solving the big problem at the core? Or am I just giving them the surface things? How am I going to create a transformation in their life? And I think a lot of first-time course creators, we're always looking at the volume of content we're sharing versus the quality. And for me, I know my own behavior. When I buy a course, I don't want hours of course topics or course footage or screen flows or or even, you know, worksheets. I don't want hours of work. I want to pay you more money to give me the shortcuts. And so I knew it wasn't about the volume of products or uh, content that I was creating. I needed to give them a bigger transformation. And so from that plane ride home, I ended up creating what is now the very first module inside my course, which is the foundation of the course. It's the core of the course. It's the most important part of what it is that I teach. And it came very last. So everything was shot backwards. And had I not gone through the book, had I not done more research to go through the validation process, instead of just like crossing my fingers, hoping and wishing, which by the way, are not very good ways to figure out if something is going to work. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs go wrong. Unfortunately, they create products that nobody wants, or they create products that don't solve a big enough problem for their audience. And because I took a step back for just a moment, I was able to create the missing secret sauce. And I have to credit you with the book. That's why I took that photo because I have never sat through a plane ride and have gotten so much done in such a short period of time. It was like a four hour ride home, maybe four and a half hours. I didn't sleep on the plane. I literally wrote out what is the most important piece today inside my course. That's really cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. How, how, how were you able to validate that that was actually a part that was missing and that that was something that was supposed to be included in the course? Well, I, of course, because I was, I had such a great following on Periscope that they were my, they were my test tube. They were my, my, my guinea pigs. And I had people to validate it with, not just in person through mm -hmm. my, the people that I was coaching with and the trusted friends who I know would give me, you know, shoot straight with me. But because I had that following on Periscope that I could in real time share what it is that I was creating. And a lot of what I was sharing on Periscope, asking on Periscope was, it's like a survey, but in real time and on video. And so I've continued to do that with my business, just asking my followers exactly what it is that they want more of. Because a lot of times we're just, again, crossing our fingers and hoping for the best. And yes, we do have to test out what it is that we're doing. And it's not always going to work. But no matter how big or small your following, is ask like we don't ask enough I of course read the book ask that you talked about in mm -hmm. fly and I've learned to really survey my audience better um, can I do a better job of course we all can I can use my email marketing so much better that way and that's something that I do need to pivot and do but because I have a social media following again not huge just listen to who you have and be grateful and appreciative of those people and learn how to serve them better by simply asking them what do they need more of and without even intentionally doing it because I was so open with the the creation process with my audience, 
they wanted this product. I didn't have to sell it to them. They helped me create it. I had people go through a beta, an entire beta um, course with it, did the beta research, tweaked everything. And by the time I finally launched it, I knew that I didn't have to just rely on hoping and wishing that I had a pretty good idea that this was going to work because of all of that validation process that I went to. I tested it out and I retested multiple times. Nice. I love the fact that you did. You had like a founders group or a beta group in there. Yeah. Walk us through that launch. Like, what was that like? How many people did you get in? What was the price point? And, and was there any, like, what was the big thing you learned from that beta group? So the first beta group, I had a, approximately 100 people that went through it. And Wait, how are you able to get a, that's, that's a huge demand. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was from my just organic following. That was not through any paid traffic. Um, those were the people that just came through the first run and I didn't do on my launch was so, <laughs> it was such a, a skeleton launch. It's, I didn't even have a sales page. I just used the checkout page. Yeah. Nice. It was just the bare bones of the no bonuses or anything like that. It was literally get an early introductory price and at the time, it was only ninety-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Was I this guess, via email? You you had sent it out, or how 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 are you getting people to know that it that it was there? I had created a wait list um, while I was in the process of finishing up creating the actual course content. Nice. And so I had the wait list, but there was maybe sixty people on it, and the rest of the people came from live video. Mm. Just bring it on live video and on Facebook. And we know how hard it is to get organic reach on Facebook. But because I was on video and video just gets so much more reach, um, whether it was on Periscope or Facebook Live. And I have to say, even though I built a really large following on Periscope, relatively speaking, that once Facebook Live started, which was at the time of this recording, barely just one year since everyone had access to Facebook Live, that I've only been using it for that long. And I decided that even though I have a smaller following on Facebook, that really the people that I was reaching, again, you know, do you want to be popular or do you want to be profitable? And I was going for quality over quantity that I didn't have to deal with trolls and really kind of the fake numbers of spurs that were on Periscope that I decided that I can't be everywhere. There's only so much time in the day. So I eventually moved over from Periscope to Facebook and it was a bit of a gamble because Facebook Live was really, really glitchy back then. And so I started using just Facebook Live. And by the time I did my second launch, which was my first launch was back in June. And that was when we you know, barely got 100 people in. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just wanted to test the software. Um, we wanted to see where all the questions came up. We tweaked what we needed to. We didn't get any returns. It was just an amazing valid, you know, validating experience for me because of all the work I did pre-launch, even before the beta. Mm -hmm. And so we got the feedback. And then a few months later, three months later, we did another launch. And that was like my first real launch. And even then it wasn't the biggest launch. We did get a sales page this time. (laughs) And that launch ended up being a really a much bigger launch for us. And did you increase the price point at that point? We did because there was a lot more content. The offer was changed a little bit, but we went from 97 to a whole 147. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just had a recent launch, which you said to me off record was, uh, or off the recording, that was your biggest launch since, right? Absolutely. Again, we tweaked. I learned so much about 
what my students needed, what worked well, and this launch was a huge rehaul. The course itself remained pretty much the same, but because of everything, this was like the culmination of all the work that I've been doing as an affiliate marketer of having all those accountability groups. We came up with the, we call it the three C's, and that's the course, the coaching, and the community. I discovered that one of the things that I was leaving out that I've always done well was the coaching and the community part. I know there's a lot of amazing courses out there, whether we're talking about smaller niche courses like mine that's very specific to one um, one teaching. It's not like learn all of social media. We're really going to teach you how to get great at figuring out what your personal lifestyle branding is about, defining that and what kind of content you want to create around that. And then using live video and video of all kinds to get a bigger reach and really grow your visibility online. Mm -hmm. And I was leaving too much of the coaching and the community out. So when we incorporated all of that together and realized DIY courses are fantastic, but when you end up also putting in the coaching and then creating community where it's not about me at all. It's about bringing in like-minded entrepreneurs, people who are positive and go-getters and creating that I'm not alone feeling. I'm not a lonely solopreneur. I talk about that all the time because I felt that way when I first started. And again, just meeting those needs of the people that I've been working with in just the last three and a half years that we added that this time around in my most recent launch and raised the price to $297. It's six weeks of group coaching. It's still a ridiculously low price, but the feedback that we're getting is incredible. People are saying, okay, now I know how to take baby steps. Now I know how to take action. Now I know how to take that big thing that I purchased, break it down, and every single week, just do a few things and keep doing that week after week. I'm hearing from my students saying, now I'm finally, once I'm done with this course, I'm going to go back and finish those other courses that I already purchased because now I know how to tackle it. We often forget that a lot of us haven't been students for a really long time. And the way that we learned if we were in college or in high school or however long that was, that even going back to how we learned in those environments is very different in the online space when you're going at it alone. And it's up to you to open up a course on your laptop where there's other much more fun things going on on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else that we don't really know how to learn. And so I really teach people the basics because we we don't remember that not a lot of us know how to go back and be students again. Yeah, that's true. Do you have any advice for course creators out there in terms of helping their students uh, and, and how to teach them in a way that makes sense for online? I think sometimes we focus so much on giving every single thing that we know that we are overwhelming our students with too much too soon. And so I've learned that too. Shorter is better. Um, mm -hmm. It's not about the length of your content, but really giving them the shortcuts. And I personally, at this point, I walk away from those courses that lead with, you get 900 hours. <laughs> I know, right? Like who wants to watch that? Yeah, I don't want that. Give me the 10 minute version. And so with my course, a lot of people who may be new, they're like, that's really short. But I'm like, okay, but you're going to take action after every single lesson and simple, actionable steps get people the biggest results. It makes them do something with it. It doesn't remain theory. How can you take your content that you're teaching, no matter what it is, whether it's your business to business, whether you're teaching Facebook ads, whether you're teaching how to create great graphics or whatever it is, website design, 
take them step by step and don't overwhelm them because it is too easy for people to buy a course and then never finish it or never open it up in the first place. Give them a reason. And if you're able to do it, create a community. I have a community that I don't run by myself. Thank goodness. I couldn't, there's not that much time in the day and it's honestly too exhausting. But what I do is I, I really elevate my students, my star students that have come through the previous rounds. They come along with me because not only does it keep them accountable, I've created a team of, of alumni who are my group leaders and the moderators. So I've got nine of them and they really are in there coaching everybody together and creating community. And I've learned so much about how to create great groups, about how not to create a prison <laughs> for mm -hmm. yourself when you're creating a group, about letting them see that it's not about tagging me as the, the course creator or even my moderators, that when they get to know each other so that I don't jump in and be the first person to answer all the questions, that you teach them to really validate and really learn from each other how smart they are, how they have something to give, that I'm not the only expert in the room. And that has been a game changer for me, really creating that community. And I, he I hear over and over again, what a game changer that has been for other people, because they haven't felt that sense of belonging in other courses. Yeah, I love that. Anytime you can empower your community members, it's just going to help everybody <laughs> you know i love I, I absolutely love that the last question i have for you tiffany this has been fantastic and, and really inspirational actually but it's it seems like you are very much uh like you said you know your superpower is getting people through things and i, I love that especially with your uh, online courses congrats on, on the success of that how do you still do the the coaching like those sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching stuff or is it now more uh the the group coaching and the stuff related to your courses now it's just really the group coaching. I rarely do one-on-one. -on -one. Um, as far as like online coaching, I, I haven't done that for at least a year. I purposely don't do that because I just found that for me, where my, my biggest passion was really engaging in the group and doing the group coaching. So I don't do that anymore. The only one-on-one -on -one clients I have is just like the very few um, handful of personal clients I have as far as like the makeup and the styling that I do. Mm -hmm. But because I've been able to build my online business, I've become extremely fortunate that although I love doing makeup and styling, it's not as glamorous as people might think. You know, I've worked in film and television for so long and commercial and it's physically tiring and I wanted to be home more. And so now I get to be really selective and picky and choosy about who I work with and when I don't have to go to LA all the time because I don't mm -hmm. live, in LA, live in Orange County. And so having that luxury of really the freedom of picking my schedule, building my online business has created that for me. And I think for me, that's, that's how I define success, having the freedom to be where I need to be when I want to be and really orchestrate whatever my schedule, however I want it to look like for the most part, that that has been a life-changing experience for me to be able to do that. To once go from, as a freelancer, either you're, you're booked or you're unemployed, to be able to have that kind of freedom in my business, and really it's up to me. I don't look at it as a scary thing. I think it's an amazing, powerful thing that I'm in control of what it is that I do, of what it is that I create, of who it is that I work with. And if I, if I don't like something that I'm in the position to change that. I love it. Beautiful answer, Tiffany. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this information. Where can people find out more uh, information from you? 
um, they can go to my website at coachglitter.com. That's kind of the central hub. And we will be, one of the things I need to work on is redesigning that. But you know what? It still works for now. And everywhere <laughs> online, I am at Coach Glitter. I love it. Thank you, Tiffany. We appreciate you. Take care and all the best of luck. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate this. Tiffany, I know you listen to the show. Great job. Thank you so much for being here. Can't wait to send people your way. Again, you can find Tiffany at coachglitter.com or at Coach Glitter and places like Twitter and Instagram. And you got to check out her Instagram too. You can get to know her very well there and also how amazing her photos are and just how much care and effort she puts into the things that she posts online. I mean, that's why she has a product called Lights Camera Branding, which is awesome, which you could also check out on her site at coachglitter.com. But all the links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found, of course, at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 281. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 281. Eight, one. And finally, all I got to say is you're awesome. Thank you so much for listening in. If you had a moment to spare today, if you've gotten any value from this episode or any other episodes and you haven't yet left a review for Smart Passive Income on iTunes, I'd be forever grateful for that. I read them all. I even go to different countries in iTunes and read them because I know that I don't get to see them unless I go there. Uh, I just am super thankful for all of your support. And if you had a moment just to head on over to iTunes, that's the only call to action today besides going to the show notes please help us out and let's let's spread the word of Smart Passive Income. Head on over to iTunes, look up Smart Passive Income or Pat Flynn. Uh, you can also find my other shows there as well, like Ask Pat. But most of all, I would love a review, an honest review for the show here. I appreciate that so much. And I look forward to serving you in next week's episode of the Smart Passive Income podcast. And next week actually starts next month, which is actually uh, centered around crowdfunding. A lot of you are looking for ways to expand your reach, to build a tribe, to validate your products, to get some income coming in even before you build build out your idea. Well, crowdfunding could be an answer for you. And we're gonna talk to several experts and people who have run successful Kickstarter campaigns. And we're gonna learn all of the insider information that we can for those of us who are interested in potentially going down that route. And I will say that I'm actually gonna be going down that route later in the year too. So you'll see more uh, and hear more about that from me later. But for now, just thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate you. Thanks in advance for the reviews. And I look forward to serving you in next week's episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.